0: To Forever Canon The <laughs> podcast where we talk about the desperate need inside us all And what to do about fascism I'm Justin <laughs> I'm Tim <laughs> And this week on Forever Canon Oh man oh, It'll make more sense as we go through it. And this week on Forever Canon We are Silly Town <laughs> yep, yep. And we... Are here to talk about Fate of the Jedi, Book 3, Abyss, (laughs) chapters 9 through 12, the chapters where things get weird, and then they get lame, and then they get cute, and then cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure about that. But anyways. But first, ah, catch your breath. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Previously, on Forever Canon, Han and Leia shut the door on over-policing. Jaina and Jag snatch the snitch from the million-credit limo. Two Jedi apprentices resign, and is that allowed? Vestara's back, and her Sith are in tentacular trouble. (laughs) Yes. I told you, it was going to become part of my lexicon now. But that was last week. This week... I'm, I don't even, I'm not even ready. I'm so still absurdly... I'm in goofy time. Yeah. But this week... I mean, we're just on the verge of laughing this whole time. About nothing. Yeah. Chapter 9. Picks us up right where we left Luke and Ben two weeks ago. Yes. Two episodes ago for us. Aboard an abandoned ancient space station with lots and lots of bodies. And a strange purple light. The bodies stink to Jedi gagging levels, but most or many of them seem alive.
1: That was actually a new use of the force, stopping yourself from vomiting.
0: Yeah. I mean <laughs> I never
1: gotta draw on the force so I don't puke.
0: No, it's it's up there with last series, uh Stop Yourself from Sweating.
1: Yeah, yeah, Mara's whole or, stealth or, mission. Uh, or
0: emanating heat or yeah. smell. Interesting stuff. Things that you don't think you can do with the Force, but you can definitely do with the Force.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Get I
0: guess just when you need to. Um, they all seem alive. Normally when you find a collection of bodies, motionless, reactionless, not reactionless, motionless bodies that you see from a distance, they're not alive. These ones are alive. Their hands and eyes move. Like I just said, not reactionless. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When when Luke shines his headlamp in their face or whatever he's doing, Mm -hmm. nice guy. (laughs) These people are all having a little floaty sleep. (laughs) Yeah, he's just over here pointing his flashlight in everybody's face. You haven't seen light in a while.
1: (laughs) Are you awake? Are you awake?
0: Are you (laughs) awake? The worst, worst guy at the sleepover. Yeah. So, the two Jedi, Ben and Luke, jump up into the slowly twirling cyclone of bodies, and inside the purple light. Which is a pretty cool visual when you read this section, the way that uh, Troy describes. I don't know, just the mess of things that are happening in here. Everybody's it's a it's a it's a range of species from a range of eras. You know, like you can tell by the variety of their clothing and stuff. Yeah, some
1: old Republic. I think he said was in there. Some then the New Republic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The whole range of all uh, all the republics. All the republics. Everything you can want. So these two Jedi jump up into this mess of bodies and Ben feels his, uh, quote old friend just before Luke feels it. Mm -hmm. A cold tentacle of longing rose up inside him, urging him to come closer to surrender to what Luke had no idea. Only that its presence felt ancient and powerful and somehow familiar that it seemed to recognize him and care for him and yearn for his eternal companionship. Three words stick out there to me. Ancient, powerful, and familiar. Yes. Which then becomes like the contradictory word to the first one, right? Strange. Well, how is this ancient thing familiar with Luke Skywalker. Mhm. Other than maybe from dropping Ben off and visiting Ben in the Maw or something like that? Is that where the familiarity comes from? Back from the or Time and Shelter?
1: Or maybe it's more of a genetic familiarity?
0: Maybe or maybe it's just a He knows Ben, so maybe it's a false sense of familiarity to lull you into uh, letting the tentacle get its grip yeah. on you into or it
1: falling into its eternal companionship. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whatever that means.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Hey, well, it, he feels it. Eternal is a long time.
0: And then Luke and Ben find this floating, low-gravity gra- trail of blood globules.
1: Yeah, it's like hovering.
0: Right, because it's like the station is shutting down or something, and... The gravity isn't at full capacity, is my understanding, because all these bodies are floating. Or is that the power of the purple light? I don't think so.
1: I don't think so either. Because they
0: were like, they just casually jumped up through the bodies and floated on their own. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without like making a, a point of like, oh, the purple light is hovering everything. So I don't think it's like a tractor beam.
1: No, it's just really low gravity. And this, this whole scene with the blood floating in the bodies. Yeah, where um, they follow the blood trail. It reminds me of an uh, one of the original series Star Trek movies. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, I believe it's the Voyage Home, I, and it's all these Klingons get shot, and their I blood will just not goes, be correcting it. the The blood just starts floating around until the right. gravity turns back on, and then just everything just goes <laughs> and splatters, splatters all over the place. Oh, it's man, great, cool. and their blood is like pink.
0: That is okay. Yeah, I don't know why. It's weird why it's pink, but, but no. why is ours red? just because of the way the light reflects off of its contents right yeah so i guess if your blood has different chemical contents it has less iron in it reflects different color there are animals on earth that don't have red blood right there's blue blood animals that's the thing really yeah i think like uh crustaceous sea creatures i think oh that would do it i think so yeah Hey, <laughs> email us for anything about. Please do. This is interesting. Whatever the fuck, the fucking it has email nothing was. to do
1: with the podcast, but please. <laughs> <laughs> started with Star Trek and ended up crustaceans.
0: Well, it started with Star Wars. All right, and back to Star Wars. They follow this yeah floaty blood trail that doesn't come splat 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 to the ground at yeah. any point yet. They fall. They follow this blood trail up to. Oh jeez, I don't know. How 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 do you say what the fuck is happening up here? They find <laughs> it's so hard. They, they they follow this trail through the floating bodies, which again is not alarming to them. Um they find Qualo Mode. In case you don't remember, from two weeks ago, the Duros Jedi who's been missing for one year, who shot a rocket from a shoulder mounted rocket Missile launcher at the Jade Shadow as Luke and Ben were coming into this ancient facility. And then they were like, they lost sight of him or something.
1: With no, with no spacesuit in a vacuum.
0: Correct. In space. Yeah. Wearing regular clothes. The shit he's wearing yeah. now.
1: Jedi clothes. With a
0: rocket launcher. But now he has this compound fracture on his leg that Ben is in charge of trying to set. You, I th- you
1: think it was because he, did he bounce off, he their <laughs> off the ship? I think he bounced off the ship because
0: they said something to, like, they heard a noise and then lost sight of him. Yeah. Cause it wasn't like, there was some casual note in there about, yeah. I think he, uh, I think he banged off of their ship.
1: I think they, they pulled a hit and run. Yeah. They
0: hit him. And then, so how the fuck did he get back here before they did before they did? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they've been spending
1: They've been looking around. X
0: hours, yeah, uh, exploring, and the space station. But they didn't, you know, like they didn't go right to right to. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't yeah. have like a quest marker to follow. on the <laughs> Yeah, map or some shit. Those are handy. But yeah, like how? D- That's interesting. How is he back here? And he's hurt because we're pretty sure he bounced off the ship. Mm-hmm. Ben's trying to get his leg back in place. Qualo Mode is trying to fight them off, and an emaciated Go speaks up. Goat, I don't know. They're goat people. Yeah. <laughs> they have two very sensitive horns that come out of their head. And this guy's is flaking off. Yeah. He's got horn dandruff. He's uh, withering away to nothing. Right. As all these people floating amongst them seem to be doing the same. Everybody is conscious. Some of the bodies are dead. They say. Yeah. Some of the really older looking ones, but mostly everybody else is in different degrees of okay. Yeah. It's just, they
1: float up there and they don't move. One of the biggest smells that Luke had was unwashed
0: people. Yeah. Yucky bums. (laughs) (laughs) Stinky bums. Yeah. I mean, I mean literal butts. I'm not talking about, I'm not being rude, but homelessness. No, no. Seriously gross wash your butts apparently that's a thing by the way did you know that was a thing apparently some people don't wash their butts when you shower guys wash your butts yeah that's Pete. let's be clear and i don't mean my children i mean like this is a thing that apparently came of notice when this whole corona thing started going on people like, i gotta wash my hands like you don't wash your hands <laughs> jeez Wait. and then it was like no, what I'm else gonna... don't you okay, escalate from there it. and then exactly it gets to the butt you don't wash your butt so this goat man speaks up and he's flaking apart his skin is graying and his horns are you know s- snapping away from his existence he's wearing pre-palpatine jedi robes that's interesting mm-hmm. and he says his name Used to be Seek Tar. He has this whole conversation with Luke Skywalker about... Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, his name is familiar to Luke. He says, I think I've heard of your name from a holocron or something, yeah. right? Like,
1: I read about it in the library.
0: I thought holocrons were, like, rare.
1: Uh, finding a Sith holocron is rare. The True. Jedi have a whole bunch of them.
0: And I guess they would in the library, especially. Yeah at this point uh, and yeah, yeah. in their history there, there and at was, an earlier point in their history. Yeah, there was a time when they when they had a whole Jedi world. weren't making holograms. Well, you know, there was a whole order and they kind of ran the whole fucking show. And then, you know, Revenge of the Sith happened. It was bad news with Order 66. I don't know if you guys like Star Wars or not. <laughs> but anyways, his name's familiar to Luke, and this guy tells them to let Qualo die. Or stop trying to help his bleeding because you're disturbing what we're doing here. And then Luke and Ben don't stop. And some of the sleepers start shooting themselves in the head. And we start talking about what the hell is going on. Yeah, that was. These floaters are alive. They're not meditating like Luke said, but mind walking. What is that? It's Based on the description, it sounds kind of like meditating.
1: Like they're aware of their surroundings, but not
0: quite conscious. But meditating, if you could live an alternate reality during your meditation. Mm -hmm. Like these people are doing like a San Junipero Black Mirror thing where like... I know you don't watch Black Mirror. You fucking should. You would love it. Anyways... They the in, in this one episode, a uh, company has developed this technology where you essentially upload your consciousness to the cloud before you die. Okay. And then you live the rest of your life in artificial as, reality. As data. As you, whatever version of yourself you want to be, whatever, whatever, right? It's the matrix. Mm-hmm. It's these people are all not meditating. Sikh says, this guy, the goat man says, not meditating. As Luke calls it. They're mind walking. They are living lives and tripping balls up here. Floating in the purple light. (laughs) Most important thing I think this guy says. Is he calls it being beyond shadows. Mm -hmm. And if that sounds familiar to you. It's because you've been. Reading along. Or just listening every week. Because. Because. Back when Luke and Ben in book two were visiting with the Yangtie, armadillo lizard snake tongue bitches, they were like, "Oh, we worship those beyond the veil." And that sounds similar on purpose. Yeah. So, what <laughs> is happening?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a weird, it's it's like. I wanted to explain it, and I can't it, find it, the right words. It's like
0: another. Is it like another dimension? Is it like a, like the veil is the you know the barrier.
1: I want to see what's on the between other
0: side. realities or something like that. I
1: want to be. I want to see that. We might. I
0: hope so. Because these sleepers, mindwalkers, I should say, start speaking up. Various numbers of them start talking and they mention the Mm Yangtie and the Veil and Jason Solo. They say he felt the cold thing which is what they call the tentacle feeler. Yep. He felt the cold thing came here saw a darkness coming in the future that he felt he had to stop all on his own. And then they say we can show you what he saw. And I'm fucking down for that. Yeah. <laughs> they also say that. I could tell by your eyes that that was not the thing. Yeah. Your eye- <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah they, no. they
1: also say that there's no way he could have gone bad. He was too pure for it.
0: Right. They are. Luke tells them the story mm-hmm. <laughs> of Jason Solo. which
1: they seem to know a lot about already.
0: I think because Qualo Mode is there.
1: Oh, that's true. And, and I think only it's like a, a thought
0: ago. sharing type of thing.
1: Yeah, like a collective consciousness hive mind deal.
0: Maybe. Or maybe they do just... Maybe they ask for updates on the fucking <laughs> world once you plug in. You know what I mean? Hey, what's happening out there in the real world? Because we're over in the matrix. Just let us know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, maybe when you get a new recruit... You,
1: you plug in and you all your thoughts and memories and yeah, whatever get new downloaded. new person
0: is a new software update. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But... Luke agrees to going beyond shadows alone.
1: Yeah, he won't let Ben do it.
0: Ben has his orders. Stay and fix the shadow. And if I don't come back, you at least we're not both stuck. Yeah. And then Ben doesn't act like a fucking eight year old.
1: Yeah, he, he said acts yeah. like a sixteen year old. Yeah, he said, but dad, like come on and then he's like, No, you have your orders. All right, fine.
0: And Ben, not even just all right, fine. He was like, you're right. It makes sense. It, yeah. At least that way I can leave and then come back with more people to save you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if we both get, like, he did um, not resign himself. He, he just kind of came around to the idea, whatever you would call it. Yeah. You know, he he uh, uh, accepted the opinion. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But he was like, okay, Dad, you're right. Oh, here's another secret about this space station. There's been an alarm going off in the control room for over two years
1: precisely 27
0: months that's correct 27 months since center point was destroyed okay man this I have goosebumps just thinking about these ideas but this is why Troy is the best Yeah, we talked about this
1: too a couple weeks ago We talked about how, like, because they did the description, how it kind of looks like a mini center point. And and that's why the black holes are all moving around. Yeah.
0: But, okay, so (laughs) let's talk about it a little bit more with this little bit more of information. Wow, said that two times too fast. A little bit more, a little bit more. Center point must have been functional in some way. Mm -hmm. Because 27 months later, this alarm's going off. And Vastara and the Sith see in another space in this ring of black holes that was created by these center point objects, yeah. stations. This ring of black holes that was created by these similar stations now has two separate yeah, like uh, gaps. problems, gaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Faults. That was the word I was looking for, where things have shifted out of position. And people can get in now. And wouldn't you know it, lo and behold, Jedi across the galaxy, I'm pointing across the actual room, all the way in Coruscant are going fucking crazy. Yeah. With these black holes now out of alignment. (laughs) Aha! You got that. (laughs) And that's interesting because that must mean either... Centerpoint was actively functioning all that time and nobody knew it, right? It was serving some purpose to keep the balance of the ring or equally likely, probably more likely when they fired it two times, they knocked something out of orbit. Yeah. They knocked something loose. Uh, You got to think, man, the galaxy is a careful balance of equations, right? One thing getting out of balance has that ripple effect.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what I'm thinking. These two, this little center point that's in the middle of the ma and the bigger one, they worked in conjunction with each other. Yeah. So that that was kind of holding all these black holes in place. And now that there's one, it's kind but of
0: just, you know what they didn't. I okay, I just <laughs> okay remembered something that puts it in a more definitive spot for me. Center point was used to make the Carillion system that it served. That was its purpose. It put all those planets into their orbits around those stars. Cause mm-hmm. it's a two star system or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably wrong, whatever. But center point was used to build that solar system, right? Yeah. This station must've been used to build this black hole prison. Cause it is in the center of, The um, two black holes on the edge of the, uh, in the ring, right? Yeah, it has like an overseer type of spot on the ring. Yeah, it's not in the center of what the ring is covering; it's in the middle of the ring itself.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's in it's in the perfect spot where it won't be ripped apart the by mi- the gravitation.
0: In the middle oh. of the boundaries of the ring. Yeah, not the contents of the ring. It make any sense? But I think so. I think these two ships serve two different purposes ships, stations. And I think back to the other thing that we talked about a few weeks ago how, where do these gravity beams stop when you shoot them? I think firing center point knocked this shit out of alignment directly. Like, I think They they shot a black hole. I think they hit the maw accidentally when they were shooting either at Jason that one time with the skeleton uh what do you a uh, navy what Yeah. Do you call them fleet or what was the other time that it fired they well, fucking fired it didn't he
1: he was going to and they ended up getting in getting in and making it fire upon itself
0: right so they did fire it twice yeah it it
1: they but used then it only, itself as a target
0: but it only disabled itself? No. No, it... How the hell... Okay, so, so so the sequence of events is they're trying to get the firepower weapon of Centerpoint online, and it's run by Anakin Skybot. Yeah. yeah. Ben comes in, disables it, lengthening the amount of time until they can use it against Jason, finally. Yep. And then... It's sabotaged to fire on itself and is destroyed. Yeah, by
1: by the by the doctor.
0: Doctor Saya. Dr. Yeah, wearing the Hawaiian shirt. Doctor Saya. Neon light Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Wow, simpler times. <laughs> now, what the fuck is happening in the Maw? the The destruction of Centerpoint mattering. Very cool. Yeah. Carrying that massive moment forward, or maybe it wasn't even the destruction of it that mattered. Maybe it was the firing of it shortly there before, because it was not months before they destroyed it after firing it on Jason. No. I think it was maybe weeks. Yeah.
1: Because you know, or... they fast tracked the it because because was getting pissed that they yeah. that they weren't firing it, and, and he so fast tracking, and it. so
0: now we have like parts between the two series coming full circle, or at least coming back from the past to influence this story. And we and wanted center point to matter. That's great. We really did. It needed to, because it was a really big deal when they were firing it. It was the whole damn center point was like the focus of the whole first arc. The first three books. Yeah. ends with Ben disabling Anakin with a camcorder. hmm. Right? Like an RCA handheld. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was the third book. Oh, it's hard to know. Yeah. But this part is amazing, man. To bring the center point thing into an important place. This Qualo mode dude appearing and reappearing. Also, maybe getting hit by the ship is really funny. (laughs) Beyond Shadow. That is just inherently interesting, you know? Like. What even does that mean? What is Luke doing? It's obviously very dangerous. This tentacle thing is, seems to, my understanding of all these floaty people, this has been 25 minutes on the first chapter. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. My understanding of these floaty people is that they have given in to the tentacle.
1: Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Whether by their own free will or not, because if the tentacle, Ben's afraid of it. I think
0: it, I think it, I think it, uh manipulates your thoughts and emotions to yeah. get you to join it. Yeah.
1: To give it a little look
0: and then it's got you. And most people not as strong as Ben and Luke Skywalker to resist the yeah. tentacle takes a Skywalker. For example, maybe Gisela and Valen and Barv and Yaquil and Seth all gave into the tentacle back at shelter when they were scared little kids and didn't have the strength of Skywalker blood to fight it off like Ben did.
1: And then they were taken away from it.
0: And then now, the opening, what?
1: I'm just putting together a couple of things. Go. There's a reason all these all, all these floaty people are saying that this isn't real. Like, the real life. Mm-hmm. It's not real. So all these people that are going nuts and seeing the imposters, right.
0: they're like, none of it's real. Actually, an important thing to point out. Because Qualo Mode says that's why he gave in. He did start going crazy. And then when he gave in to the tentacle, he realized they weren't imposters. Because everything is imposter. Mm-hmm. Everything is fake. Nothing is real. This life is not the true existence or dimension. Only the tentacle is real. Like that <laughs> yeah. kind of like cult mentality almost.
1: Yeah. So they're all like,
0: that was cool.
1: They're all kind of going like pseudo mind Walker, but they're not floating with the people. They're just looking at the, seeing everything is not real. And
0: they are able to have this experience now because the, the cold thing can reach them again.
1: Yeah. There's a crack in the door.
0: And so if we tie this to Jason, because he was here first and knew it was going to happen, right? And this maybe was like the tipping point in his mission or how, you know, how uh, how militarily he was, uh, he was willing to attack this problem. Or like, you know what I mean? How mm-hmm. God just hell bent on protecting everything. Like he, maybe this is when he became that having his interaction with the cold thing and then seeing the future.
1: You think if you think this is ends up being the whole reason why he wanted to have control of center point or just would, like a safety thing. Maybe he wanted to shoot it at whatever is well, in here.
0: Now, I don't know. I don't know about that, but I think the center point thing being tied to this alarm going off in this place in the mall is amazing. And Jason having been here is fucking great. Yeah. Luke is about to go beyond shadow to see what Jason saw. But then we go to chapter 10. <laughs> <laughs> and disappointingly, don't come back to the storyline. I week.
1: was so disappointed at the Which end. Which is,
0: it's okay. It's like in, it, a, in a book, it's four chapters. It's okay to, maybe the 13th one is. I didn't look ahead. Either did I. Don't know. But. Yeah, we don't come back to that now. Uh, no. Fuck. <laughs> I wanna just keep reading In about fact, it. In no, fact, we cut on. to the worst possible thing. Moth Leckerson and Javis Tear are going over some of the unaired footage from Tears Spy droids, which were a gift from From the Moff Leckerson. Yeah. I was trying to think of his first name, it was Dirk or something. Yeah. Disk. I don't remember. Either way, Javis Tear got his spy droids that are in Jag's limo, <laughs> in the Jedi Temple. He got them from the Imperial. Going over the footage, he of course sees the conversation between Jag and Jaina. Mm-hmm. And Moff Leckerson's response is, first of all, let me preface all this by saying, normally this guy is annoying. I thought leckerson was fucking hilarious in this chapter. He's seeing all these wild things. So he sees... The conversation between Jig, Jig, I always, <laughs> Jig. Think I need to say Jaina first, because her vowels is, is that softer sound. His is the harder, ah, and I'm like, I'm jumping ahead to her. Yeah, she's more yeah. Old. So anyways, Jig and Jaina <laughs> are having that conversation about, I overheard Dorvin talking about Dalla's going to hire Mandalorians to take over the Jedi, right? Going to bring in an outside army force to yeah. forcibly control the Jedi. Jag tells Jaina under sworn secrecy. So Jaina can't tell anybody. It's all caught on the spy droid. Lackerson says, Did I really just hear fell res- reveal a galactic alliance secret to a Jedi? That's funny. Because mm-hmm. that shouldn't happen especially of all people jagged fell mm-hmm. right the rigid backbone of of military duty and honor yeah
1: it's it's wrong on a lot of for a lot of reasons is politically for it's sure. pretty
0: surprising yeah then as we continue to watch this footage which by the way this chapter is watching two guys watch a movie yeah 'Cause the next footage is the two former apprentices, if you remember from last week, walking out of the Jedi Temple after resigning. <laughs> and his response Resigned? Jedi can do that? Yeah. Dude, read my mind. <laughs> same right? question we, said we had. the same thing last week. Javis tier has a whole interview with the two, in fact, where they say they quit because of Dalla trying to take over the Jedi Order.
1: Yeah, they don't want to be party to a crime or something is what they...
0: It's politically inflammatory, Tim. Yes. Perfect incendiary example of fomenting insurrection. Oh, I just made... That's not even fucking written down, dude. No. I just fired out like five hot I words in a row. <laughs> not in a row, but in a sentence. Two sentences. All right. There are <laughs> a lot
1: of big words in your... your, your, your... Going down the downhill now. Well, I used them
0: up. <laughs> you did use. A, you used <laughs> have, up all your syllables. Got to fucking recharge. So, these two watch movie home movies together, and turns out the big bad Javis Tear is secretly being funded by Moff Lekerson of the Empire. And it's alluded to in the beginning of this chapter that maybe Javis Tear murdered somebody. Yep. And Lekerson's got dirt on him.
1: Yeah. It's like so he, maybe he'd Javis stab Tier- his own brother or something for for an his interview best or something. Friend, yeah. yeah, he
0: would stab his best friend in the back for a scoop or something. <laughs> yeah, something like and that. And I'm like Remember all that time when I was like defending him?
1: Yeah, and there was a couple <laughs> lines after that he said something happened to
0: that point and yeah, so Yeah, Javis working with the Empire. I'm sure that'll be fine. Chapter 11. Alana is sitting with her Nexu cub. Angie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you could say Angie. <laughs> Angie. A-N-J-I. Yeah. Angie. Angie. Yeah. I <laughs> like Angie. The whitest, blondest name for this. I guess it's a very white actual, actually, next week Cub. Anyways. She's got the, the cat in her lap. She's feeling scared about maybe going crazy like Barve, her BFF, from the unit. And then Leia, seeing her with the pet thinks oh, look at uh, look at some of Jason's good side got passed down to his daughter, some of him some of his good is surviving in the world, and then I'm thinking we haven't heard from this kid's mom in a long time, yeah, like at all in these three books, she
1: maybe was mentioned
0: maybe, and speaking of mentioned, just as I'm thinking that. Grandpapa Han Solo walks in with hot chalkies for everybody and talking about your mom used to ride Rancor's. And I'm like, he read my mind. Yeah. Or, as I come to think later, by the end of these four chapters, or he's not reading my mind. This has been perfectly planted by Troy to make me think of Kaw right at this moment for however reason he did it. And yep. we'll get to why at the end of the at the end of chapter twelve. Mm-hmm. But he brings in the hot chookies. He says, "Your mom used to ride Rancors. and then he shuts up about her. We can't talk about Tannenwalt anymore because it's time for his favorite show. It's time to watch the news, the Perry Needmo News Hour. One third good news guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, that's why Leia likes it, and that's why Alana's allowed to watch it. Ugh.
1: Or the original reason, and then. They have other and reasons afterwards. good reasons.
0: Yeah. Like, I think it was Alana that says to Leia, whatever, Leia is, is recounting the previous times that they've watched it together mm-hmm. in her own memory, and she's thinking about how Alaya sent, Alaya, <laughs> Alana <laughs> essentially talked them into letting her watch it because she's going to grow up to be a queen, yeah. and she should know things about the real world. She shouldn't be sheltered from it. And, well, that's probably true of every kid, isn't it? Yeah, to a point, to,
1: yeah. To a, to a certain extent, like you don't
0: need to see the graphic violence, and you don't need to hear maybe the graphic language, but to know the state of affairs, having the getting the gist of the information, I'm as I say, totally hypocritically during this massive worldwide protest against police brutality in the name of Black Lives Matter, and I've not said anything to my kids because. Racism isn't a part of their life because that's their white privilege of living in this tiny white town, right? (laughs) Is that they don't have to understand it or think about it ever because it doesn't happen because everybody fucking looks like us. (laughs) Yeah. So me being a hypocrite now saying you should keep your kids aware of, of of, of global politics anyways. Nine and five. I don't know. This but kid's you, 6 and she's imaginary. Um, so they watch the man. news with her all the time. But you did
1: keep your kids up for informed on the pandemic?
0: I did. So I did. And and actually we talked about like me and Danielle talked about it, like what would you say to the kids? Well, it's, you just try to break it down as simply as possible. Like some people don't treat other people fairly based on how they look or X, where they're from, X Y Z, right? Yep. And that's not fair. And they're hurting people because of that reason. And that's not fair. And then whatever, go from there. But to sit down with a six-year-old and watch the news Mm -hmm. and actively discuss it as it's happening, a good thing it's one-third good news. I don't know. Maybe this guy's, maybe this is like Sesame Street news.
1: They turned it into family time.
0: Which is cute as fuck. Because
1: Han used to to go into the the kitchen, used to go into the kitchen, grab a beer, sit down on the couch, and turn on the news. By himself. (laughs) And then Alana came in one time and cuddled up with him. And then it ended up being all three of them sit down, Han goes and makes hot chocolate, and they all sit and watch it together. And they all love it.
0: Yeah, it's great. And they are educating this child, like, really well. I mean, it's an imaginary child, so I don't know. You do what you want. It's good to see them doing something good with a child. That's, That's so true. Actual parenting. Actual parenting is happening from the solos. Can you imagine that? And they are doing it right because they do really, or at least the way Troy writes this, Mm -hmm. is the discussions that they have with her about what they're watching is actually fantastic. P.S. Guess what they're talking about on the news? Will the Jedi surrender Barvin Ya'keel to Chief of State Dalla? It's been five hours since Han and Leia shut the door in the dude's face, mm-hmm. whatever his fucking face was, Captain yeah, Captain Co- T- Cockmouth, Tassar or something. Yeah, sure. Larder. So- your sounds more accurate.
1: <laughs> I looked it up. This is the last you, time.
0: You didn't hear what I said, did you? Uh,
1: mine sounds no. I didn't. I probably
0: didn't. I just didn't. Uh, I didn't register. <laughs> I almost want to make you listen back to it, but I call him Captain Cockmouth, anyways. <laughs> The news then cuts to (laughs) Tahiri in shackles and Han spits his hot chalky all over. And he and Leia have to explain to six-year-old Alana why they're upset about Tahiri standing trial for the murder of Gilad Pelion. Yeah. Gilead.
1: Gilad. Gilad, right. Only one eye in there.
0: How do you explain that to a six-year-old? Yeah, they do it well. They do to a point, and then they get interrupted. Because Alana's questions are, well, did she kill him? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Han says, but she was ordered to. And then Alana says, by my dad? And Han says, yes. Alana says, do soldiers always follow orders? Han says, no, not always. Almost always, unless they have a very, very good reason. She makes a joke about how he was such a bad Imperial soldier. Alana, six year old genius, fucking love this kid. (laughs) Troy writes her so well. Maybe just maybe he's just my favorite. I don't care.
1: Smart, but also in with an innocence to her that is great. the
0: The the right amount of precocious, Mm -hmm. where she does seem way smart for her age, but also is right in that pocket of being like silly. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. It seems it's, it, it reads well to me, but yeah. So anyways, they, they end up coming through the conversation, but ha- how forget about Alana. How do you feel, Timothy, about Tahiri going on trial for murdering Gil old Gil? Uh, well, cause it was an order from Jason. Mm-hmm. She was a soldier carrying out an order. But one of the other arguments that pops up is that he was not part of the war yet. Yeah. And and
1: the other thing you could say is Jason was on his way to becoming a war criminal. Right. Um, but that's not but for he the wasn't, soldiers he, to decide. Yeah, he wasn't quite there yet. So does following but the orders she, of your commanding officer.
0: I think maybe the defining difference is going to be her inside knowledge of all the Sith shit. Yes. Maybe that will make the difference because to me it is tough. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you prosecute a soldier for carrying out an order during a war? I mean, that that's its own set of uh, uh, stipulations and responsibilities to be adhered to. Yeah. But at the same time, she murdered a nearly defenseless 80, 90 year old man who wasn't in the war yet.
1: Yep. He was still on the fence. They
0: killed him because he wasn't going to join them. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't know, man, is Tahiri going to fucking burn for this or what? I think that she's
1: going to for a while and then she'll be needed. should like the she'll... But is
0: But is that not the argument? Mm-hmm. Of the whole book series, right? Is the Jedi face the law until they're needed elsewhere and then fuck all your laws and your trial. You know what? Like I'm, I'm talking yeah, yeah. A, a more broadly than you are, Yeah. but you know what I mean? Like that's kind of the, the, the backdrop of the whole book is like these Jedi wantonly disregard our laws that they expect other people to adhere to.
1: Yeah. I think, I think Dala is going to be the one that's going to crack and she'll need the help and she'll let Tahiri out.
0: Interesting twist.
1: Yeah. It'll be her. She'll be the one. And to that will be go... then
0: her defeating her own argument, which might lead to her ultimate downfall. Yeah. Because how do we come out of this generally with the GA and the Jedi? I don't see any positive resolution at this point because either you defy Dalla or you let her control you. Yeah. And neither one of those options is good nope. for the Jedi Order. And the
1: only, it's because both sides are too rigid. It's, hey, why don't we, both sides, work together, figure out what's wrong
0: with these people. Hmm. Everything's all good. Well, you'd think it'd be that simple, but politics never happens like that. Never. And while Han is trying to explain to Alana all the subtleties of why she shouldn't stand trial, because that's the side Han and Leia are on, Mm -hmm. Leia has a vision, she calls it, after she's done having it. A quick vision of Alana's future. She's redheaded, ruling over a peaceful time, but she is alone. She has no Han Solo type by her side. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. No time to analyze this vision because ring, 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 phone call, <laughs> phone call. Yeah. What's that from? Is that Pokemon? I think so. I think so. Windorvin, secretary aide of Chief of State Dalla. Yep. Pocket Man <laughs> is calling.
1: I wonder if he's got pocket air in his pocket.
0: Not for important business calls. He wouldn't want to get Pocket all tied up in this mess because he is calling on a scrambled secure channel asking why he hasn't heard from them regarding Dulla's secret Mando plan. He let Jag over here, as Jag suspected.
1: Yeah, Jag thought it would be a trap.
0: Not a trap. He let Jag here because he wanted the message to get to Han and Leia or Jaina, the Jedi. But he never told them. Because of duty and honor, he only told Jaina. Because the, he- the secret was so heavy that his steel spine broke. He could not carry that secret by himself. He told Jaina. How
1: long, how long, because it's only been five hours since Jag told Jaina. Right. How long did he know before that? Did he say, did he say like days, week?
0: He said, I don't remember what he said, though. Because if... I think he might have said this morning or something, like... Because Dorvin's not really
1: given a lot of time.
0: Well, I don't think he's been sitting on it for long, but I think it's like very it's sensitive information he wants to move on right away. But... Jag didn't tell Han and Leia, and neither did Jaina, because she promised Jag that she wouldn't. Yeah. Now, Han and Leia don't know that Jaina knows, but they know that Jag knows, and he didn't tell them. So Han feels betrayed. Yep. And when Dorvan wants them to use this information, and so when they do, fast forward... Jag's going to think Jaina told them and he's going to feel betrayed. Just Put that in your fucking back pocket for now. Yeah. Dorvin. just a little side effect that I'm fucking seeing coming here. Not Dorvin's reason. He's not trying to sow dissent within the Jedi. So why betray Dala? When Dorvin says there are dark things out there in the galaxy. Princess Leia. I understand that. And I also understand that it's a terrible mistake to confuse those dark things with the Jedi Knights who are trying to protect us from them. Who is this dude? He's...
1: They... They met him a a long time ago.
0: Leia talks about how when she was the leader of the New Republic...
1: Yeah.
0: He uncovered some... He was just a businessman. Some political corruption and instead of taking a slice of it brought it at risk of his life, to her. Yeah, so, he, so they busted he's out this a corruption. good
1: guy. He's a generally, he's a good stand-up guy. Proven
0: good dude. Yeah. And so he says his motives are true. This guy knows more than he thinks he knows, though, by the way. Profit pocket. Profit pocket. <laughs> and I don't mean P-R-O-F-I-T. The P-H.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Talking about There are dark things out there in the galaxy. Princess and the Jedi, we need them to protect us from these dark things that we don't even know about. The dude knows more than (laughs) he even thinks he knows, man. And he thinks he knows a lot. P.S. Like we said, Alana is a little genius. She's just super clever during these conversations. like Quick-witted jokes. uh, Very... Logical understanding of the information that she's being given, and I love her. And she's <laughs> very, she's
1: there. very diplomatic too. Like, she, Le- yeah, go ahead. Leia was wasn't paying attention when Han was talking. She's like, yeah, she was yeah yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah. And Alana just looks up, just like you don't listen to Grandma all the time either. Yeah,
0: she sees Han getting annoyed, and then she placates the two of them. And then Leia's like, "Don't ever lose that, yeah. <laughs> that streak of you." Yeah, she says, "I won't, Grandma." But she's awesome. Especially when Troy Writes her Writes her mm-hmm. This little Precocious future queen Troy writes her well
1: Well rid As
0: service to To Jason Sola I say Cause he's my favorite Chapter 12 <laughs> 10 minutes later Not 30 minutes later Like Aaron Alston Fool mm-hmm. Rest in peace <laughs> 10 minutes later. The appropriate amount of time between checks. <laughs> All joking aside. Yeah. Han and Leia storm over to the Jedi Temple, up to the Council Chamber to tell them Mando's Mando's. Oh my. Jaden Kor is blocking the solos from entering the Council Chamber. Tim, who is Jaden Core? I don't know.
1: Ah! Other than some random Jedi knight. I forgot to look him up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know his name from somewhere. I don't know if I just know his name from the NJO or if he was the Jedi from the, um, remember those computer games, like the Jedi Academy Mm -hmm. and like Jedi Apprentice.
1: Could have been in there.
0: But I think maybe that was Kyle Katarn. I have no idea. Either way, could have been both. Some Jedi Knight. I was just trying to think of like, is this guy introduced in the expanded universe I know he's not from the films. I'm not stupid. No. Or is he from the video games? Is he from the books or the games? I think he might be from the games. Either way, Jaden Kor is blocking the solos from entering the council chamber. Direct orders. He got a name, by the way. He might go
1: nuts.
0: Ooh. Well, I think they say maybe he's a little bit too old for that. Or they tell somebody something. Either way, he tells them that everyone's calling Kent Grandmaster now. Fuck that guy.
1: Yeah, it doesn't even sound
0: good. Leia has a stray thought about how an order without Luke can't stay together long. Just a stray thought. (laughs) But for real,
1: how weak is the Jedi order? That one person is holding it together. Mind you,
0: it's 40 years long leader.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But still, how bad of a job did he do? Building a foundation of the Jedi Order. If without his leadership, they're lost within fucking weeks.
1: I think maybe the the forced um, change in leadership forced is what would do it. it.
0: And the and the very um, uh, once in a lifetime sort of circumstances that are that are happening right now mm-hmm. with the government oppressing the Jedi and all that stuff. Yeah, but seriously, fuck Ken Hamner. Yeah, I just don't know. Is it is it is the Order weak? Or is Luke Skywalker that strong?
1: I think it probably falls somewhere in the middle. Mm. It must be. Like these are supposed to be the most learned, powerful people in the galaxy, and they're they're gonna they're starting to crumble. Well, after what three weeks?
0: Yeah, and crumble indeed, because into the council chamber Han and Leia go, of course, even though they're not supposed to be. And every master is here in person, which is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And it's a fractured scene. Groups of them, pairs of them are all mad at each other for various reasons across the arguments and discussions that they've been having for how, apparently five hours. I would assume pretty fucking close, right? Yeah. It wouldn't take long to assemble. Not very Jedi of them. But the argument is not about whether or not, to give Barvin Yakiel to Dalla. They're past that. That's already been decided. The argument that they're having right now is in fact over Tahiri. And Kyle Katarn makes a good point. Why is Tahiri being arrested and not Admiral Cha Nyathal? Mm-hmm. Hey, the woman who helped Jason usurp power and take over the Galactic Alliance. Why is she not being arrested and to here he is. It's a personal attack on us type of thing, right? Yeah. That's a good point. Silgal has a better point. The only thing more frightening to Chief Dalla than an independent Jedi order is no order at all, Silgall explained. So she reads the resignations as a warning. If she continues to push, the Jedi will disband and strut across the galaxy As independent agents, then it will be impossible for anyone to control us. Her talking about why she doesn't think Dala is arresting Tahiri as a personal attack on the Jedi. Mm -hmm. Because that would be too risky. She doesn't want a fractured Jedi Order. She wants a controlled Jedi Order. She doesn't want to bomb them into submission. And rule the rubble, right? She wants to take the whole enclave and put it on speed dial.
1: Yeah, she wants to have a super special magical call. police force.
0: Yeah, who the hell wouldn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, and if you can get your
0: hands on one, I mean, if there's one just right across town.
1: And if there were. You're the president of the galaxy. However many Jedi just running around doing whatever they wanted.
0: No Jedi horrifying. Order? No Jedi Order? Is it horrifying, though?
1: Well, I think it's pretty... It's. It, I'm wondering how many of the Jedi or the Apprentices or whatever are doing what they're doing because they were taught that so young. I don't know. Or, I, well, then, I, I, my
0: assumption would be that most of the people in the Jedi... if Let's say at this point now, if the Jedi Order were to disband, which is ridiculous, mm-hmm. w- I think most of them are good people. Like, I don't think the Jedi temple has too many disgruntled youths that they're trying to whip into shape. No, like there's not a whole lot of potential Sith. Like there's not emo kids walking around the hallways with their fucking bangs, covering their eyes and stuff. But it's,
1: I may not be for immediacy. Why? But down the road, all the, the, um, the people that are able to use the force that are, either not born yet or still really young, they won't have any light side to teach them. They'll just be learning and doing whatever they want.
0: Right. Which is actually an argument that comes up in the wheel of time where in their society, only women are allowed to have magic powers because a man destroyed the world once upon a time in past ages. So all these women have to be found and rounded up at a young age like the Jedi. And once you're brought to the the white tower to learn magic, you're not allowed to leave until you're done learning. Otherwise, you'd be too dangerous to be let loose in the world, right? Mm -hmm. That's the kind of thing that you're talking about, right? Yeah. Like these untrained, unfinished training and maybe like not fully developed moral compasses and stuff like that. Yeah. Padawans and lower. But let me point two things out that don't disagree with you at all and are in fact a different point. All right. Leia says, without Luke Skywalker, the Jedi Order will crumble. Paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And then, almost back to back, Silgal says, blah, 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 about disbanding the Jedi Order. Yeah, that would be bad. And Kyle Katarn goes, hey, <laughs> maybe that's not such a bad idea. Jokingly. Right? Yeah. It's like, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Either. Ask yourself why that just came up twice. Yeah. Ask yourself why earlier Ben was looking at his tired old dad, who could die at any time. Oh. Ask man. yourself these questions, and be fucking afraid with me. Yeah. Why are you because doing this? Because why is this happening? <laughs> if just. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I'm noticing. Like these are, these are fucking threats, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is a writer threatening the reader. You know, like not in a, not in a, uh, in a hostile way or an ill-intentioned way, but having Ben Skywalker look at his dad and go, geez, he sure looks old and tired and worn out. And he's been saving the galaxy for 40 years and he'll die someday. Why did he say that? And then why um... are these two people saying the Jedi order is going to be broken?
1: Oh Yeah. See, that, I I need to, that is something. If I wasn't already going to read all these books, right? That would make me go. That's a nice I gotta hook. No,
0: that is a nice hook to get you drawn into the thing. I don't know why I'm getting so casual, leaning on the fucking mic stand. <laughs> I don't know. But eventually, the conversation shifts gears away from splitting the Jedi Order. Ha ha ha, yeah. To an agreement that Tahiri should be supported send in our lawyer natua Naw- Nawara Noara van yeah yeah natua Wan. who is that
1: <laughs> that was one of the jedi that went bonkers yes
0: yeah. yeah wait yeah i forgot about her she's i i i think twice tonight i've listed all the jedi that went crazy i missed her both times i got Seth, though but anyways <laughs> yeah okay um send in send in the lawyer on to defend Tahiri Nawara Venn, our Jedi lawyer, who, in case you don't remember, lost his last trial when Luke Skywalker pled guilty and was exiled.
1: Yep. Uh, and didn't his wife just die recently? I think so. Yeah, I think his, his wife just got killed in some terrible accident.
0: So I'm sure this case is going to go really well. As for Barvin and Yaquil, backpedal, they won't be handed over to Dalla. Mm-hmm. And as Han and Leia tell the council and Grandmaster Kent Hamner. (laughs) Screw that guy. It even like bothers us. It rankles with us as much as it does with the Jedi in the book. That's terrible. That's partly why it does bother us, but also not right. Uh, No. Because he's so shit.
1: Yeah, he's too wishy-washy. He's a a politician. He's not
0: as much of a Jedi as he is a politician. And fuck that guy.
1: Yeah.
0: But as for... uh, Han and Leia tell them about the Mando's. Then the council requests Han and Leia to contact Queen Mother Tenel Ka. Because they want her to do a very big favor for them. All because I was fucking thinking about her earlier <laughs> in the book. You're welcome. <laughs> but that's what I was talking about, right? We, dro- we fucking dropped a hint about that. Like, somehow. He inceptioned that shit into my head mm-hmm. at exactly the moment that Alana popped up, which is an obvious trigger to think about her mom when Leia's talking about her dad. Yeah, and then Han comes in directly talking about her mom, which is the overt trigger. But I'm like, where is the the covert, <laughs> the yeah. sneaky, the subliminal message that fucking blew my brain off right at the beginning of that chapter where I was like, "Where's Tanel Khan? Why haven't we heard about her?" Yeah, it was just. The Jedi Council ask Han and Leia to contact Queen Mother Tunnel Ka for a favor.
1: And the reason they're doing it is because it's for a favor and she's more likely to do it for them.
0: Exactly. Let us use the Solos however we want, when we want, but not let them into the Council Chambers and like disregard their opinions and stuff pretty frequently unless they have really hard evidence let's treat them like shit until we need a favor from them mm-hmm. but what is the favor where's zack and what's beyond shadow find out next week when we cover fate of the jedi book three abyss chapters 13 through 16 i'm justin i'm tim a queen mother shut your mouth <laughs> queen mother for any comments and questions you can hit us up at forever cannon podcast at gmail.com forever Cannon podcast is a jay Blazer production catch us on facebook instagram twitch twitter and youtube at jay plazer check us out